When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Presidencies of the United States. I'm your host, Jerry Landry. Welcome to the second in our video series. This episode is actually going to be the first part of kind of a two-part response to a question from Les. So Les had asked if at the end of the series that I'm currently doing on the podcast of the presidency of John Adams, if I was going to do kind of a summary episode. Well, I hadn't really done anything like that for Washington, so I figured let's take the opportunity to do a brief summation of the Washington presidency. Now, for those of you who follow the podcast, you may have figured out that brevity is not my strong suit. After 30-something episodes of the Washington series, and we're going on 20-something episodes of the John Adams series, I really go for more of the long story. However, I'm taking this as a challenge, and so we'll see how this goes. So, as you can see, I've set five minutes on the clock, and in five minutes, I'm going to talk about the Washington presidency, giving a brief overview and talk about kind of what I see as the key moments of it. So, sound good? All right, let's, let's give this a whirl. All right, the timer is started now. All right, so the Washington presidency. Washington was inaugurated on April 30th, 1789 in New York City. One of the first challenges that he had was trying to put together the executive branch because at the time, you know, there hadn't been an executive branch under the Articles of Confederation. So he relied on Congress to help craft legislation to establish the executive departments. Then he appointed certain key people to head those departments, including, of course, Thomas Jefferson as the first Secretary of State, Alexander Hamilton as the first Secretary of the Treasury, and some people that you may not be quite as familiar with, uh, Henry Knox as the first Secretary of War, and Edmund Randolph as the first Attorney General. So after the government was getting going and getting in place, the next thing was how to deal with the financial situation of the United States, because one of the key reasons for the Constitution was that the nation's finances were in shambles. So Alexander Hamilton comes in, he comes up with his plan for both the Bank of the United States as well as the federal government assuming uh, debt from the state governments. So this was a, a bit of a contention for a group that was already kind of wary of how much power was going to the federal government. So another key issue at the time was where the federal government was going to be based, where the capital was going to be. So at that point, it had, it was, there was a temporary capital in New York City, and the decision was made for a temporary capital in Philadelphia with an ultimate provision of a federal capital uh, down on the Potomac. So there's been talk of the, um, the compromise of 1790 that 
Jefferson and Madison kind of gave in on the issue of the bank and the assumption uh, in order to get the federal capital. So there's been some contention about whether that actually happened or not, but uh, it does seem like, you know, there was some back and forth talk about what to do. Anyway, so after that was done, the capital moved to Philadelphia. Um, it really became a bit more about uh, foreign politics at, at, you know, after that because France was going through a revolution, um, as some of you may know. Uh, and one of the things with the revolution, uh, they ended up in war with Britain. We were trying to maintain more of a neutral stance and build up our trade with both nations. But both nations were kind of pressing on the U.S. government to go ahead and declare for one or the other. We also had treaties of alliance with France, which complicated matters. But Washington and his administration wanted to steer more of a neutral course, or, well, at least Washington did. There was contention within the cabinet with uh, Jefferson wanting to be more pro-France, uh, Hamilton wanting to be more pro-Britain see where we're at. Ooh. Okay, so election of 1792, Washington's elected without question, although he really didn't want to run for re-election. Um, he ends up proclaiming the neutrality proclamation, uh, saying we're not getting involved in the foreign war between Britain and France. Neither of them were really happy with that, but here we go. So his second term was filled with uh, problem after problem. Uh, we had some domestic problems, including the Whiskey Rebellion, um, some you know, skirmishes here and there, uh, but also with federal, uh, with, um, with foreign issues, uh, we ended up making a treaty with Britain, the Jay Treaty, uh, but France really didn't like that treaty. They felt that it gave too much to Britain and that it kind of violated our treaties that we had already pre-established with France. So they started interfering in, um, in domestic issues. Also, at this time, parties really started to form. Uh, we have the Federalist and the Democratic-Republican parties. You know, it's this factionalism that's breaking apart the nation. Washington decides he doesn't want to run for a second term, even though everybody was like, we need you to help to guide us through this. At this point, he was like, there's not really anything that I can do, and there's not really any indication that Washington would have had an influence on that. So Washington retires, election of 1796, he hands off the presidency to uh, John Adams on uh, March 4th, uh, 1797. Um, he hands over a nation that, while, and we're out of time. So just to briefly sum up where I was going there, um, he hands off a nation that was uh, deeply divided, but on a firmer financial footing, and he had helped to establish kind of the basis of government. Um, I don't think that Washington necessarily gets enough credit for that, uh, for being the, the, the precedent setter. Um, he didn't have a rule book to play by like so many other presidents do. Um, he was making up the rules as he went along, and that's pretty amazing. There were problems with his presidency, there were problems with Washington, but you know, that's a, a big ask of somebody. Okay, so I went over the five minutes, I know, uh, not much, but as you can see, 
You know, there's a lot to talk about in the Washington presidency. So if you're interested, like I said, I have an entire series, uh, 30-something episodes on the Washington presidency. You can go to the website at presidencies.blueberry, that's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com, or you can find me on social media. Um, I'm available on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash presidencies, on Twitter at presidencies89, or on Instagram at Presidencies Podcast, all one word. Do you have a question about presidential history? If so, please reach out to me either via social media or you can reach out via email at Presidencies Podcast, again, all one word, at gmail.com. I hope this has proved informative. I hope you're enjoying the video series thus far. Uh, like I said in the previous episode, this is something new for me, um, uh, but I'm hoping that this will help me to reach a new audience and to be able to share more about presidential history beyond just our chronological narrative in the podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and I hope you have a great day. Until next time, take care, dear friends. Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, will discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.